This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innalhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihi allahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين تقوا والذين هم محسنون My beloved brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending blessings, salutations upon our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi before I continue, I would like to ask my brothers and sisters to make space for the people at the back. If you can provide some space, please do so. Inshallah ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a purpose. And I have often repeated this. But it is important that we remind ourselves of our objective. Why are we here? Why are we here? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ayah that Allah tells us to remind each other Remind each other for only their minds are beneficial to the believers. Out of all the things Allah could remind us with, we need to pray more, give more charity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to remind us of our purpose, our reason for existence. And I have not created jinn nor mankind except to single me out in worship. This is your purpose, your objective. Now, this is why we are here today for Jumu'ah. This is why we're going to be fasting in Ramadan. This is why we give charity whenever there is a cause that we need to support. This is why we prayed Fajr this morning. This is why we do all of these acts of, of worship. It is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for that single reason. Now, <clears throat> our intention is to worship Allah. What does worship mean? What does worship mean? Ibadah. You are an abd for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentions in the Quran often, I'buduni, worship me. Worship is to have the outmost humility in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the outmost love, the epitome of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you have those ones combined, kamalu dhul wa kamalil mahabbah. Those when you have them combined, then you are worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there could not be an ounce of arrogance and your objective has to be very, very clear. I am worshipping my creator. I am glorifying my creator. What am I trying to, inshallah ta'ala, convey here today? Often, our intentions can be corrupted. 
the reason we are praying can be corrupted. An example would be someone is praying because they know it would be not odd not to pray because there are people watching. So the only reason you stood up and you pray your salah is because everyone else is doing it. Your intention has been corrupted because you're doing it because other people are there. You're doing it for them. Or the one that beautifies his prayer because someone is watching. Right? Or you lengthen your prayer that you normally, you normally read just in the Mu'awadatayn. These small surahs, but now someone, all of a sudden you make your prayer longer and more beautiful because someone is looking at you. This is called riyah and it's not allowed. That's one way that your intention can be corrupted. But today I want to speak about a completely different way that our objective and our intentions can potentially be corrupted. And that is when you forget the reason you are doing the ibadah. I'll give you guys an example. Let's say there is someone who um, he went to his local GP and he was told, listen, you need to walk more, exercise more. You can't run, you can't go to the gym, at least go and walk more. And let's say the GP was a Muslim and he said, listen, do you have a masjid that you can go to? Yes, okay. So why don't you, instead of driving, why don't you walk to the masjid and that way you can get your steps in, your 5,000 steps or your 3,000 steps or whatever it is in and that will make you healthier. Now, this person that usually used to drive to the masjid now is walking to the masjid. Why is he walking to the masjid? Because he wants to get his steps in. Is he walking to the masjid because he wants every step Allah to reward him for? Is that his objective? The Prophet said, whoever walks to the masjid, every step they take, Allah removes the sin. And every step they take, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises their rank. That intention isn't there. The person is walking to the masjid, an act of worship, but the, the intention has been replaced with something dunya related. It can happen to all of us and we need to be very, very careful when we are thinking about our acts of worship. Another example would be fasting. Imagine it's Ramadan is closed and you need to get rid of some of your, uh, your, your weight or you need to get healthier. Why don't you fast? Fasting is a way to get healthier. So now you start fasting but your intention is again to get healthier. Allah did not mention health when he was talking about fasting. Allah did not mention health when he was talking about prayer. But a lot of us, when we sometimes explain these acts of worship, we replace the original objective with material dunya-related uh, uh, points. That may, may be true, may not be true. Right now, of course, walking does, is good for your health. And of course, eating less is good for your health. No one is doubting that. But that's not why we fast. Why do we fast then? Why do we fast? One would say we fast to sympathize and to, to see how the poor don't have food and this will encourage us to give more. Allah didn't say that. Allah didn't say that, that we fast so that we can remember the poor. We said that. Now, is there something wrong with thinking about the poor and giving? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not why we fast. That's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us. That's not the purpose, not the objective. So in your intention when you are fasting, if your intention isn't what Allah intended it for, then there is something wrong. There is some corruption entering into your ibadah. Now we have people that will say, the reason we are here for Jumu'ah, it's a social gathering. The wisdom behind it is that we come together, we see each other, and then we get to know each other. And when we get to know each other, our children will get to know each other, and we have make familial bonds, and we get to meet each other, and some of us will marry others, and we will become friends, and we will help each other. And you may need a plumber, and he comes to the masjid. So the jama'ah is meant for a place to connect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say that. Now, what am I trying to tell you guys? 
every act of worship will have dunya related benefits and that is from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but that's not why you come because if it was only you who came to the Jum'ah you would still come if, if, if you are uh, it is, the point is to worship Allah the point is to get closer to Allah the point is to glorify Allah I'll give you guys an example when we slaughter for the sake of Allah the two sons of Adam that one killed the other Qabil and Habil they were told to make an act of worship to uh, do an act of worship to sacrifice something for the sake of Allah and that sacrifice fire would descend from the heavens and devour it and that would be proof that their act of worship was accepted which is why one of them it was and the other it wasn't and he became jealous and he killed them like the Quran tells us now no one ate the meat it was devoured by the fire why was there no material no one benefited from that that doesn't matter because it was an act of worship the slaughter is an act of worship when we slaughter the udhiyah it is a pure act of worship after that we distribute the meat to the poor which is another act of worship we don't slaughter it because we need to distribute it to the poor those two things are not connected in that way Allah actually tells in the Quran it is not the meat nor the blood that reaches Allah. Rather, it is the piety. It is a pure act of worship. Dedication to Allah. Devotion to Allah. Often when we tell people, Alhamdulillah, you should become Muslim. As Muslims, our life has structure. In the morning, we wake up. You have purpose. That's great. We work up to worship Allah. We work, wake up in the morning to glorify Allah. Because we love Allah. Because we fear Allah's punishment. It is make sure that your intentions always go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you don't replace that with the material benefit that we can potentially gain from some of these acts of worship. This is extremely important that we understand why we worship. Fasting has made obligatory upon you like the people that came before you so that you may attain taqwa, piety, a connection to your Lord, fear and hope, hope in His mercy and fear of His punishment. These are the meanings that we must instill in ourselves and not make it into a material benefit because that is how the material thinking that we have gained from a lot of the liberal views have actually impacted, which is why every Ramadan you'll see those charts come out. Fasting, you will gain discipline. Fasting, you will become healthier. Fasting, you will... No! Fasting because Allah told us. Fasting because we hope in His mercy. Fasting because we want to enter into Jannah from the gate called Rayyan. If there's no single health benefit, we would still fast. Would we not? Would we not? We would. And this is what it means to be a true worshiper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what it means to be a true worshiper. That we understand and recalibrate our intentions. Because often these things can have an impact on your ibadah. An impact. When we go back to early example, the person is walking to the masjid. Is it possible that he can walk to the masjid hoping to perhaps lose some weight and get healthier and also get the reward? Yes, it is possible. But your primary intention must always be connected to your creator. Every act of worship.
is a relationship between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from that pure act of worship, sometimes you will get some benefits. Alhamdulillah, it is barakah upon barakah, but that's not the prime reason that we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not an exchange where we want dunya benefits. That's not how it works. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين على أمور الدنيا والدين والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين. My brothers and sisters, to be a true worshiper of Allah سبحانه وتعالى means that you dedicate your life, devote your life to the glorification of the Almighty. And you do that in, every, in the ways Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated for you. When you are making sujood, or whether you are giving charity, praying, hajj, all of it. Now, this is why, I'll give you guys an example. The scholars in the past used to say that the hajj was an opportunity for scholars to meet. But that's not why they do hajj. You don't go to hajj to meet the scholars. Because back then, people would travel from every distance of the world, and it was an opportunity for people to come together and benefit from each other. Great scholars would meet each other, but that wasn't the purpose of Hajj. Don't ever allow your pure intentions of worship to be corrupted, changed, because that has an impact on the reward you will get from your acts of worship. It has a huge impact on the rewards that you will get. So, if your intention completely becomes a dunya-related issue, right? I am only, uh, you, you hear sometimes uh, that prayer, the movement in the prayer are good for your joints, right? The up and down, you go up, this is healthy. Imagine someone reduces the salah, the salah, the prayer to a glorified exercise. And you have some people that have said that. This is a huge, huge, huge problem, my brothers and sisters. Um, Allah, when he spoke about the salah, he said to Musa alayhi salam, Prophet Musa alayhi salam, innani ana Allah la ilaha illa ana fa'budni wa aqimi salah li dhikri. Indeed, Musa, I am Allah. There's no one worthy of worship besides me. Establish the prayer so that you may mention and remember me purpose of the prayer to mention Allah to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there is a uh, there was there was a teacher and I'll conclude with this uh, I think the message inshallah ta'ala has been delivered bi al bari um, I conclude with this there was a teacher who who uh, struggled she said well, how are we going to explain fasting to young children because we used to tell them that we fast because in this month these 30 days we remember the people in poverty that don't always get to have three meals a day. And we used to tell them we fast because it teaches us sabr and patience. And we, if we say now that these are not the prime objectives, then what do we say to them? How do we answer? You say to them, we fast because Allah commanded us and we are his servants. We fast because we want Allah to reward us. We fast because we are fearful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we don't fast, look at what the Prophet said. In fact, it wasn't the Prophet, it was a hadith al-Qudsi, divine narration. The Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that about his servants, He left his food and drinking and his physical relations for my sake, for Allah's sake. 
That's what makes you a worshiper. When you do all of your acts of worship for Allah's sake. So inshallah ta'ala khurastul qawl, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters, is that we recalibrate and understand that all of these acts of worship that may potentially have some dunya-related benefits that we are not denying necessarily, but they are khair upon khair, but our prime objective is that we are worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma la tafariq jam'ana hadha illa bidhanbin makhfoor. Wa sa'ayin mashkoor. Wa amalin mutaqabbalin mabroor. اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.